Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about what you're craving in midlife. Like, seriously, what a great topic, right? (laughs) But first, I want to touch base with you on something I've been getting some questions about on Facebook. Um, So as some of you might know, I have two groups on Facebook, and there seems to be some confusion about how they're different. So I just want to talk about that a little bit. So the first group is my free group. It's called the Women in the Middle Community, and it's where we talk about the podcast and connect together with some thought-provoking posts. You also get updates when I'm promoting something as well. And this is a large free group, and there are questions that you're asked to answer before you're admitted. And if you don't answer the questions, you won't get admitted. Now, they're not complicated questions, (laughs) but like one question is about age and where you heard about the group. One question is about if you want to be on my mailing list or not. And the third question is about why you're joining. So it's like give and take. I give you a free group and a free podcast. And I use these questions to help me understand who is interested in my message and my work, like the answers to the questions. And then it all helps me understand how I can help you the most. Then there's my second group, the Finally First Club. This is a paid coaching group, and it's my midlife membership. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you've heard me talking about this opportunity before. Now, the Finally First Club is a great option if you're looking for more support and coaching than you would get in a free group. For example, it's way smaller, and you actually get coaching in a Zoom room format. You get more intimate Facebook community. You get access to me as your coach and also in the Facebook group, and you get monthly lessons drop to you in your private membership portal once a month. Videos, workbooks, that sort of thing. They're do-it-yourself DIY format, so you work on them as you have the time to do so. And the best way to get the most bang for your buck is to actually schedule in the time. So there's a calendar, you know when all the live calls are, you know when your monthly lesson's gonna drop, and you could just see what you want to participate in during the month, schedule it in, decide when you're gonna work on your do-it-yourself portion, the lessons, and away you go. That's how to get the most out of it. Now, this combination of coaching, community, and connection, this is what really helps you apply the lessons you're learning in the podcast. So in the podcast, like today, we're going to be talking about craving. You're going to learn a lot. And that will uh, just get discussed in one way, sharing anecdotes and some prompts in the free Facebook group. But the way you learn how to apply these lessons really in your life and get the coaching that you need to really understand what you're thinking, that is what's going on in paid coaching opportunities like the Finally First Club. So it takes your mindset work and personal development as an amazing midlife gal to a whole other level. And you're going to absolutely see a shift in the way you think and your ability to get clarity on what you want in your next chapter and know exactly how to make that happen. 
You become what I like to call a first lady because you finally know how to stop waiting for your life to get exciting (laughs) and instead put yourself first and create your exciting life. So if you're interested in becoming a first lady yourself, head over to www.iamfinallyfirst.com and join. We are waiting for you on the other side. So like I explained, there's a big difference in the two groups and the bottom line really is coaching and direct access to me your master coach in a coaching program. So if you want direct access, if you want coaching, you really should join the Finally First Club. If you're serious about change, regret-proofing your life, and really changing your ability to master mindfulness so that it helps you be more intentional about your your midlife, then you're definitely going to want to join the Finally First Club or sign up for some private coaching. It's a whole different program uh, than what you get in a free group. A free group isn't a program. It's a great way to connect. It's a great way to become introduced to, uh, I don't know, the the way I work. Um, You get a good sense of it with the podcast. But if you really want to make change and apply these concepts, the Finally First Club or private coaching is for you. So let me know if you have any questions. You can always send me an email at info at com, And I'm happy to uh, talk to you more about what's the best fit for you. Okay, there you have it. Lots of options, lots of ways to connect. Now, today I want to talk to you about what you crave, like really crave. And do you even know? Maybe you're just picking up a low grade, unidentified feeling, perhaps. (laughs) I've been thinking about this lately, and I think it's one of those weird midlife experiences on the road to figuring out how you want to live your best life going forward. And that is to identify craving. So think back to when you were a kid. That's when we used to go all in on craving. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you remember those Sears catalogs? This is what popped into my mind right away as I started to um, think about what was craving like as a kid. And to me, I remember that wish book, that Sears wish book, and how much fun that toys section of that catalog used to be. I would devour it. And actually, I never put it together before this moment, but I bet that's where my love of catalogs and catalog shopping comes from. I mean, even when I go home uh, to visit my mom, she always has some catalogs stored for me because she knows I just love looking at catalogs. I would be salivating over the Barbies and the art supplies and those kinds of things like crazy. Another thing I remember from childhood and craving, though, was the summer really craving the summer. Do you remember how June would go down? You would be counting the days and you were just craving, like tingling with anticipation about the summer and what that meant for you. It's, it's interesting. When I think back to that time when I was younger, like in um, element, late elementary school, we, we had St. Bernard's. And we as a family, we bred St. Bernard's and we were part of the whole dog show thing. We had Mr. Jack. He was uh, a very large, 200-plus pound, um, sabled color St. Bernard. So I come by large dogs, honestly. I grew up with them, and now you know I have Nico the Noof. Anyway, I, um, I actually showed in the puppy class. I showed a puppy called Fluffy, and <laughs> I don't remember how old Fluffy was. She was big, but she wasn't like full, full grown. I was only 12 when I was doing this, 11 and 12. But I I'd really loved doing it. But the problem with the dog show, 
that I was involved in, and ironically enough, it was a Canadian championship and we grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, I remember, you know, loading up into the van and heading up out of country, you know, crossing the border, checking out Niagara Falls and going to this big dog show. But the big problem with it every year was that I missed the last day of school. (gasps) It was horrible. It felt like such a sacrifice to miss the last day of school. The whole experience was really positive. But it's funny, I haven't thought about that in a while either till I was just talking about the last day of school and what I loved running down the hall and bursting through those doors and all of that. It was so exciting. But there were a couple of years there where I missed the last day of school. And that was a hardship. (laughs) Anyway, another thing that I craved as a kid, not quite that young, it was more junior high, high school, uh, probably even high school, was wearing clogs and Dr. Scholl's. Now, this has come up a little bit uh, for me as I'm finding some old stuff from childhood kicking around, but do you remember clogs and Dr. Scholl's? I always loved shoes and I always had feet problems. So shoes and having feet problems and some pain and all of that, it was always a challenge. But I couldn't stop thinking about getting these shoes. Like I was obsessed with clogs and Dr. Scholl's. And it just was absolutely a craving. I remember being in the mall and pricing them out and and having them and coveting them and wearing them. And I just, I loved it. It was a craving to, I don't know, not only have a cool thing, but the way you felt when you were wearing a cool thing, right? You felt cool. And I definitely craved that. So I couldn't stop thinking about getting the thing that I wanted. And what was that thing for you? Do you remember really craving something? Was it a fashion accessory? Was it an experience? What was it for you? I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Now, it's pretty easy to think about what you craved as a kid. And I'm sure something's in your mind already. And one of the things is that it was okay to feel that way. It was okay to really desire whatever it was. It was okay to write notes about it. Remember passing the notes in the hallway? It was okay to write your pen pal about it. It was okay to talk about it endlessly with your girlfriends on the corded phone. No cell phones. You may not have even had a private phone, but for sure we were gabbing on the phone and passing notes. And you also probably kept a diary. And maybe you blabbed on and on in those formats, some or all, about what you craved because it was okay to talk about how much you wanted it. You might also be thinking about how much you desired having the attention of a certain guy, too, when you were in junior high or high school. I was completely guy crazy, and I would be super hyper-focused on that feeling, the craving, the desire to get this specific attention which was probably a rumor. Remember when somebody else would say, oh, so-and-so likes you, or maybe you would get a note. I mean, it was so different than it is today with texting and everything. I found that huge box of notes. I had them all in the attic. And my mom handed me this, some of my stuff when one of my visits home. And she's like, you know what? You should really go through this stuff. And there were a couple of boxes of notes. And I don't know if you remember, but we used to fold them up in special ways. Sometimes it was tiny, like a little triangular football note. Sometimes it was, uh, I remember them all being really tiny and they were passed in the hallway, like kind of secretive. But I had so many of them. It was crazy. So I, please let me know 
if you remember that whole note writing and note passing experience. So I would be really, really focused on that craving feeling. I remember it. It was a large part of childhood. Now, it's a little different when you get older, (laughs) especially when you see your kids craving something and being what seems to be a little over the top about it. Like We're not like that anymore. As adults, we don't express the whole crave feeling that much. In fact, I think we're pretty disconnected from it. One funny memory I have about craving something as an adult happened in my early 30s. Maybe it was mid-30s. I remember once when I was pregnant, I was craving brisket (laughs) one year, like there was no tomorrow. It was during the holiday of Passover, and the stores I needed to purchase the brisket were closed, or they didn't put the brisket in the stores that were open because of the holiday, and there was nothing in my freezer either. I was going crazy. I couldn't stop thinking about brisket. (laughs) And somehow, I really don't remember how or why, but my auntie who lives across the street found out that I was having this craving. Like, how could she have found it out? I guess my husband mentioned it. I don't know. But she had some brisket with my name on it. (laughs) It was the funniest thing. I felt so satiated. I could relax. While this funny little memory might also be a little embarrassing, which it is, it's really not what I'm getting at. Now, I'm coming at the whole crave thing at a little bit of a higher level, a more significant level. So ask yourself, what are you craving in your life? What do you need to live your best life? Not just a guess, not just a hope and a prayer. It's your insight about what you need. Are you with me? Most times of the year, it's not that difficult to find some brisket or some other food that you love, (laughs) but this type of craving is different and often a little more complex to sort out. Like I said, in midlife, you don't often identify the feeling as a craving. It usually presents itself a little differently, maybe as discomfort or frustration or confusion. You just feel stuck or you hear yourself saying, I just want to get unstuck or I'm miserable about this. Maybe your job or I'm just not content anymore. Something's off. I feel so blah. I want to get past this to my happy place again. And I don't know how. So this sort of thing is going on in your head. You're not yet clear about the crave. It's much more what the problem is, that disconnection. But my friend, it's there hiding underneath the surface of your awareness. I know it may not seem like you know, but I believe you know more than you think. I've seen it time and time again with amazing women in the middle, women just like you. And that's exactly what I can do with you as your coach. Shine a light on your thoughts to help you find out what you crave. And I love this job like nobody's business, I have to tell you. So that's my question for you today. If you're feeling stuck, Don't just stop there feeling all frustrated and confused. Ask yourself what you crave. Here are some synonyms for crave just to get your mind more around the concept. Long for, yearn for, hunger for, thirst for, dream of, aspire to, set one's heart on, have as one's aim, have as one's goal, seek, be bent on. Desire, want, hope for, hanker after, wish for, sigh for, pant for, pine for, lust after, covet. I actually love the idea of you panting for 
the life that you want in your next chapter. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that reminds me of childhood in June with that end of school being near, running down that hallway to the doors, bursting outside and feeling so free about the summer ahead, like I mentioned. Craving that and then experiencing that was something else. It felt so good. But I think you get the drift. What do you long for? What do you yearn for? What do you aspire to? What do you set your heart on? What do you hanker for? I love that one. <laughs> your challenge today is to use hanker, hanker for in a, in a sentence. <laughs> do you allow yourself to crave? What do you have a powerful desire for? So two questions, really. Do you know what you crave? And if so, do you allow yourself to get it, to make it happen? Life is short, my friend. Take time to yourself and what you want seriously. And you can be more intentional than you probably are. So here are a couple tips. I pulled together five tips for you to get more in touch with yourself on this topic. Number one, ask yourself, what do you crave? Just asking yourself this question is something many of us don't bother doing. So start there. It's free. Just ask. And you might not have an answer right away, and that's okay. Because, you know, you could even ask yourself every day. But a lot, I know a lot of times you just have to, you have to ask once, and then it's just there in your brain. You just start thinking about it. And you'll be more open uh, to allowing yourself to answer the question. Okay, my second tip is this. Pay attention to whatever pops into your mind first when you ask yourself this simple question about what you want. Sometimes thinking about what you would regret will help too. It kind of makes it more clear. Don't close it down. Be aware of it and be curious of it. Allow it to pop in and don't close it down. And that brings me to number three. Notice your thoughts about what you crave. Now, this is one of the ways that you will get into trouble with the whole desire thing. Right away, the mind chatter starts. I'm too old. This is dumb. What will people think? It's too expensive. It'll never work. Mind chatter is just a bunch of thoughts. You basically go to town on squelching your dreams, your craving, your deepest desires. It's so common to not even allow yourself to think more about what you want and entertain possible ways to create it for yourself. Isn't that sad? You would never talk to a kid the way you talk to yourself about what you really, really want. Never in a million years. Yet when it comes to you being compassionate and curious and loving to yourself about what you want, mean girl wins every day of the week. Okay. That brings us to number four, ask yourself the lottery question. One of my favorite ways to dig in here is to simply ask yourself what you would do if you won a couple million dollars in the lottery. And then quick, notice the thought or the image that pops into your mind. That's the clue. That's a start. And it's probably something you wouldn't entertain seriously otherwise. For me, right away, I'm thinking about wildlife conservation. I've shared this before on the podcast. That is the first thing that pops in. Something about whales and or elephants. I'm so passionate about whales and elephants. How can I learn more? How can I contribute more? How can I experience more? Something. But that's the image that's immediate when I think about a big lottery win. And then the question becomes, what can I do to satisfy this craving without the lottery? 
The answer is plenty. (laughs) But it's just not as top of mind in midlife as it was to crave something as a kid. Back when we were kids, it was like vibrating in every part of our being, right? Every part of your being, every pore. It was vibrating and, and it was okay. Very different than the way things are for us now in midlife. And tip number five, sneak up on your craving by looking at your Pinterest boards. What are you always looking at? What are you collecting images of? And what are you looking for ways to be more inspired about? For me, it's always two things. First, some kind of unique eco-gardening, something with repurposing materials in the garden or some kind of a special way to integrate gardening into the house, like bringing the outside in or something about using uh, some garden materials and outdoor art or or having a gardening path, like a path in your garden that's super creative. Like, I don't know, always something like that. And second, something to do with ocean and artful living, like living by the sea, using the sea as an inspiration for art, using the colors of the sea in design, vacationing by the sea, being on water, something like that, always. These boards are clues to what I crave more of in my life. More nature, right? When I'm land-based, it's always about the garden and screen porches and making it more beautiful and bringing the outside in in some way. And the ocean and artful living. I totally crave that sort of thing in my life more. What does that mean? What does that mean for me? What do, you, what do your boards tell you about what you really want? What do you crave more in your life? Now, I have a choice. I can lean in and embrace these cravings, or I can ignore them. You have the same choice. Do you want to have more of what you crave in your life going forward in your next chapter or less? It's really that simple. Like so much of what we do here in the Women in the Middle podcast, it's really about self-care, being more intentional about what you want, committing to creating what you want on purpose. It all starts with your thinking. It's so important to know what you're thinking about what you're craving. Are you allowing it or are you dismissing it? Either because you don't value it or you're too busy putting everyone else and their own cravings and desires before yours. Now, I may be a little biased, but I think it's time to put yourself first. Will you regret not having more of this in your next chapter, whatever it is? Ignoring it is also a choice. You have to own that too. So think about it. Start with these quick and easy tips. One, ask yourself what you crave. Two, pay attention to your thoughts, especially the first ones that pop in. Three, notice your judgmental thoughts about what you crave. Four, learn from the lottery question. And five, use your Pinterest boards as clues. Let's bring back the crave. Midlife on purpose can be more fun when you're doing some panting and hankering. That's for sure. So have fun with it and keep me posted. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time being afraid of not reaching your potential and feeling stuck about aging, about empty nest, about relationships, about your career, and about being more compassionate toward yourself about all of it. It's time to get excited about your life again. 
Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best place to be, and I'm here to help. This is what you'll learn when you hire me as a coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing, but when it comes to applying the concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. I can help you grow and change faster. You'll see the connections and insights about what you want more clearly. It's such a beautiful gift to help yourself waste less time spinning already and finally move forward. That's why you should join the Finally First Club. We are waiting for you. It's your one-stop home away from home for midlife coaching, community, and connection. You can finally get that perspective, that fresh perspective that will help you sail into your next chapter with a big smile on your face. So join us now at www.iamfinallyfirst.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com. And to get a free copy of my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, check out Amazon or your favorite online bookseller or go to www.50waystocelebrate.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first. Life is too short to waste time feeling stuck. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.